0: How's it going, my brothers and sisters? This is Steve Kitts. Thank you for joining us on During Bible Study Podcast. We'll open up in a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you, Lord, for your wonderful grace and love. and We thank you, Lord, that you're with us and that these words, Lord, that you give us is something we can put in our hearts and use for your glory, lift you up and give you the honor. In your blessed name we beg. Amen. The Holy Spirit gives. The Lord has said, for all that have not the gifts given to them. For there are many gifts, and to every man is given a gift by the Holy Spirit of God. To some is given one, and some is given another, that all might be profited thereby. So let's talk about these different gifts. We wanted to look into the first Corinthians chapter 12, where it talks about gifts, and then tomorrow, next episode, we'll talk about the body of Christ. So the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Verse 1, Christian brothers. I want you to know about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You need to understand the truth about this. You see, in the early church, Paul was talking to them and had, they had confusions over the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There is more to Christianity than just salvation and having a personal relationship with God. We find out that many churches stop at the salvation experience and believe that the other gifts went out to the different apostles. We tend to believe that only things that happen happen personally to us now remember this is Paul talking to the Church of Corinthians this being a young church here at Corinth they possibly had not gotten deep enough into the Bible study to make them aware that there is more to salvation available for those that desire it and that's the key thing too you want you got to have a, a, a desire for the Holy Spirit to bless you so when a person becomes a new creature in Christ they are babes at first. As they study the Word of God and the Holy Spirit reveals the truths to them, they grow and mature as Christians. This church was rich with gifts, but there were many things scandalous out of order in it. Now concerning these spiritual gifts, that is, the extraordinary power that they had received from the Holy Spirit, the Apostle tells them he could not have them go ignorant either in their original or in the use. They came from God and were to be used for him, to bring him glory. It would lead them far astray if they were ignorant of one or the use of these gifts of the Spirit. The right information is of great use as long as it's used for God's glory. Verse 2, I know that before you were Christians, you were led to worship false gods. None of these gods could speak. He puts them in mind of the sad state that they were in where they were Gentiles that were carried away to dumb idols. While they were still Gentiles, they couldn't be influenced by the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ. If they well understood their former condition, how they used to be, they could not know what the true spiritual gifts from God were. Now concerning this, it means to them that they were all Gentiles, not God's people. They were outside of God's people. The Jews were God's chosen people and distinct from the rest of the world by His favor. To them, the knowledge and worship of the true God was a manner confirmed. The rest of the world were strangers to this covenant of promise, aliens to the commonwealth of Israel in the manner in which they lived without God. Such Gentiles were in the body of the Corinthians before the conversion into Christianity. But they changed. Christian Corinthians were once Gentiles, but now they were brought in to the family of God. Note that this is great use to many Christians, the proper consideration to stir them up both in duty and thankfulness to think that they once were Gentiles outside of God's grace, but now they're in God's grace. I'm talking about dumb idols. The pagan worship of Corinthians involved a pagan exercise of tongues, the practice of Uttering and common was used in commonly in, with the cults in the worship of the various Greek gods and goddesses. And that was part of their adulteriness uh, and worship in stocks and stones and through the force of vain images and frauds of the, the ignorance that they practiced. They would speak out and yell out in a foreign language that their gods or goddesses would uh, hear them. But here Paul tells them that their gods don't speak back to them, that they don't command them or or guide them or give them anything. They just take. Verse 3, So I tell you that no one speaks by the help of the Holy Spirit can say that he hates Jesus. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the help of the Holy Spirit. Paul shows them that they might discern the gifts that were of the Holy Ghost, true spiritual gifts. Say, No man speaketh by the Spirit, because Jesus accused, thus does both Jews and Gentiles, they blaspheme him as an imposter, execrated his name, and deemed it an dom- abomination. And yet many Jews, who were magicians and exorcists, went about pretending to the work of the wonders of the Spirit of God, and among the Gentiles, pretending to be inspired Now the Apostle tells them that none could act under the influence nor by the power of the Holy Spirit who disowned or blasphemed Christ. For the Spirit of God bore uncontrollable witness to Christ by prophecy, miracles, and his resurrection from the dead, the success of his doctrine among men, and its effect upon them. You change when you know Christ. And this could never as far contradict itself and declare him accused. On the other hand, no man could say Jesus was Lord, that is, live by his faith and work miracles to prove it, but they have the Holy Ghost in them. To own this truth before men and maintain it to the death and live under the influence of it could not be done without the satisfaction of the Holy Ghost. No man can call Christ Lord with a believing subjection to Him and dependency on Him unless that faith be wrought or brought by the Holy Ghost. No man can confess the truth in the day of trial, but by the Holy Ghost animated and encouraging him. The subject of what the Apostle asserts and argues here is that whatever pretense there was to inspire or miracles, among those were the enemies of Christianity and could not be from the Spirit of God. But no man could believe this in his heart, nor proved that the miracles that Jesus was Christ, but by the Holy Ghost. So that the extraordinary operations and power among them did all proceeding from the Holy Spirit of God. Now this next group, we're going to talk about the different kinds of gifts. Verse four, there are different kinds of gifts, but it is the same Holy Spirit who gives them. These spiritual gifts though proceeding from the same spirit, are various. There's a lot of them. They have one author and one er, origin, but they are themselves of various kinds. There are diverse gifts, such as revelations, tongues, prophecies, interpretations of tongues, but it's all the same spirit. There are different administrations or different offices and officers to discharge them. Different ordinances and institutions, but the same Lord who appointed it all. So, verse 5 there are different kinds of work to be done for him, but the work is for the same Lord. This, based on an individual, means that a person administers the gifts of God has given to them in his own unique way. I believe this goes even further than individuals and is speaking of different denominations who might not. Cross every T and dot every I, a way another denomination does, but is the same administering of the gifts of the Holy Spirit has been given to them to the best of their ability. One may call themselves Methodist, or another might call themselves Baptist, but they're serving the same God. We could have used another uh, church group, or this group, uh, these two were just familiar with everybody. There's no harm intended here when I mention those two different groups. The bottom line is that the Lord gives believers unique ministries and arenas in which to fulfill their gifts and provide various powers to energy and to accomplish them. Verse 6, there are different ways of doing his work, but it is the same God who uses all these ways in all people. I always say it is all right to be Baptist. If you are a Christian Baptist, not a Baptist Christian, or a Methodist, or Assembly of God, or Pentecostal, etc., we all are worshiping the same God. We may be taking a different route to get to heaven, but we all have the same destination in mind. So we can read Ephesians chapter 4 to understand this better. So, why do Christians fight each other over the denominations, or when we should be banding together? And fighting the atheists and those who do not look at Jesus as their Savior. There are various gifts, administrations, and operations, but all proceed from one God, one Lord, and one Spirit. That is, from the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The spring of the origin of the spiritual blessings and bequests all ensure from the same fountain and all have the same author. However, differences may be of themselves in this that we agree that everything comes from God. Verse 7, the Holy Spirit works in each person in one way or another for the good of all. It is not for God's profit for us to have gifts of the Spirit. It is to help us to be more efficient ministers. How would you like to build a house without a hammer? Well, the gifts of the Spirit are tools that we use to build with They are a very present help to us. The manifestation is something that is made real. The world cannot see God with their physical eyes. They see the followers of Jesus. They look at us in our lives and that witness to them of what God is really like. We must be full of the Lord Jesus Christ that when they look on us, they do not see us, but they should see Christ in us. We are better workers if we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, guiding and teaching us as we administer. The manifestation of the Spirit, no matter what the gift is or the ministry is, all spiritual gifts are from the Holy Ghost. They are made known to Him, understand, and evident in the church and in the world by spiritually profiting all the who receive it for their ministry. Verse 8. One person is given the gift of teaching words of wisdom. Another person is given the gift of teaching what he has learned and knows. The gifts are by the same Holy Spirit. Wisdom is the understanding that the gift is from God. Knowledge is the accumulation of learning. In this case, there would be a supernatural ability to accumulate learning through teaching of the Holy Spirit. Wisdom is from above and knowledge is from within. I know many older people who never went past the second grade in school but they have great wisdom. Many of them can understand the Bible better than some of the highly educated people. Wisdom is a gift of God. You do not earn it or accumulate it. Now, knowledge is accumulated learning. The gift of knowledge could be explained by some who study the Bible on a regular and Holy Spirit helps them understand what it's saying. In the New Testament, wisdom is often used for the ability to understand God's Word and His will and to skillfully apply it, that understanding of the life. Word of knowledge, but it is today the ability to understand and speak God's truth with insight into the mysteries of his word that cannot be known apart from God's revelation. Knowledge majors on grasping the meaning of the truth. Wisdom emphasizes the practice, conviction, and conduct that it applies. Verse 9. One person receives a gift of faith, another person receives a gift of healing. These gifts are given by the same Spirit. To one is given the word of wisdom, and that is to say the knowledge of the mysteries of the Gospels and the ability to explain them, an exact understanding of the design, nature, and doctrine of the Christian religion. Others say the utterance of the grave sentence, like Solomon's Proverbs. Some confine this word of wisdom to the revelations made to and by the Apostles. He said to another, the word of knowledge was given by the same spirit. That is to say that the same spirit gives knowledge to mysteries wrapped up in the prophecies and the types of histories of the Old Testament. Another faith is given by the same spirit. That is the faith of miracles and the faith of divine power and promise whereby is it they were intended or enabled to trust God in anything and to go all the way doing their duty in their own profession of the truth of Christ, whatever the difficulties or dangers they face, to another gift of healing by the same Spirit. That is healing the sick, either by laying hands on them or anointing them with oil, or just by saying a word and prayer to God. Another, the work in the miracles given by the same Spirit. These miracles were examples of Raising the dead, restoring the blind uh, eyes to half sight, giving speech to the dumb, hearing to the deaf, reuse of limbs to the lame, that's still miracles, and we see that still happening today. Another was given the prophecy by the same Spirit. This was the ability to foretell the future events, and that's usually what's called prophet. Verse 10, one person is given the gift of doing powerful works. Another person is given the gift of speaking God's word. Another person is given the gift of telling the difference between the Holy Spirit and false spirits. Another person is given the gift of speaking in the special sounds. Another person is given the gift of telling what these special sounds mean. Powerful works, when we think about it, could be many things. But when you think about powerful, you think of something strong and hard for others to do, but you're able to do it. Not all believers, in Christ will speak in tongues, but it is the manifestation of the Holy Spirit of God, the discernment of spirits, the power to distinguish between true and false prophets and discern the real and internal qualifications of a person for an office, or discover the inward workings of the mind of, by the Holy Spirit, as Peter did of Ananias in Acts 5 and 3. To another diverse kinds of tongues, the ability or the speaking of languages by inspiration, another to interpret these tongues, their ability to render a foreign language readily and properly to their own. With such variety of the holy gifts of the Spirit were the first ministers and churches blessed. See, they spoke in tongues back then, but they also had other miracles and gifts that were given to them as a church. A lot of people just focus on speaking in tongues and and that's it but there's more to the gifts of God and that's what I'm trying to bring out the Holy Spirit can give you more or different gifts there's none greater than the other they're all working together as we'll see later on now verse 11 but it is the same Holy Spirit the Spirit of God who does all these things He gives to each person as he wants to give. This verse tells me that God will lead the Holy Spirit to bless us as needed, to give gifts of the Spirit for the glory of God, not to be a box that's checked off by each Christian. But they were not distinguished from the mere honor and advantages of those who had them, for the benefit of the church, to lift up the body of Christ, and to spread the advantage of the gospel. Note wherever gifts of God confer on any man, he confers them that he may do good with them, whether it be common or spiritual. Our gifts of his bounty are to be improved for his glory and employed to do good to others. No man has them merely for himself. They are a trust put into his hands with profit without. The more he profits others with them, the more abundantly they will turn his account into in the end. And that's Philippians 4 and 17. Spiritual gifts are bestowed that men may be using them for the profit of the church and to promote Christianity. They are not given for show, but for service, not for pomp or obstination, but for edification of the, the church and of God not to magnify those that have them, but to edify others. We need to note that the Holy Ghost is a divine person. The Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit are the same. The Holy Ghost is the third part of the Godhead. It is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They are not three gods, but one God. That's what we need to remember. Well, that's what the church needed to, to know because they, as pagan worshipers, had many gods that did many things, but we have one God that does many things. In 1 John 5 and 7, for there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. He works in divine effects and divides divine gifts that he will by his own power and according to his own pleasure without dependency or control. But though he distributes these gifts freely and uncontrollably, they are intended by him, not by private honor or advantage that public would benefit, but for the edification of the body of Christ." the church. So I hope that helped you and helped I understand some of the gifts of the Spirit and how it's given out. Not everybody's going to get the same experience here, but it's all part of the body of Christ then it's used together to help lift up God and give him glory. Those in the prayer. Lord Heavenly Father we thank you, Lord, that you have given us the gift of the Holy Ghost, that the Holy Ghost will deem what is necessary and when it's necessary for these gifts to be given to your people, that we not benefit ourselves, but we lift you up to give you the glory and give you the honor. We thank you and we praise you, Lord, in your holy name we beg. Amen. I want to take a minute to talk to you about Buzzsprout. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new market or a channel, may I suggest that you share your thoughts and your ideas with the world. And it's just so fun to have a talk show